Gradebook, a Tampa Bay Times podcast on Florida education issues. I'm reporter Jeff Solacek, and I am talking to you on Wednesday, September 13th, just shortly after we endured Hurricane Irma here in the Tampa Bay area and across Florida. So today I have a special guest, Patty Ezel. She is a Louisiana guidance counselor and teacher and mental health professional who has endured through and advised others on the perils and the return to school after hurricanes like Rita and Katrina. She has agreed to talk with us today about some of the advice that she hands out to teachers. She um, recently posted several recommended ideas on Facebook, which got passed all around Texas right after Hurricane Harvey, all to rave reviews, and we reached her at her office in Lake Charles, Louisiana. Okay, so thank you very much, Patty, for joining us at the Tampa Bay Gradebook Podcast. Well, it's my pleasure, Jeff. Our hearts really go out to all those who've been affected and impacted by Hurricane Irma. There's been a lot of devastation in your area, I know. And you seem to have a lot of experience with that from Rita and Katrina a few years back. And so I'm turning to you as an expert, somebody who can give us some advice on how to return to school after having been off after such a devastating storm. I'd be glad to do that if I can. What would you say would be one of your top recommendations for teachers who are coming back into a classroom facing kids who they don't necessarily know what happened during the past week that they've been dealing with the storm? Well, I think to start off, the most important thing to remember is that everyone has been impacted by this trauma. Um, whether they sustained physical damage in their home or not, whether they evacuated or not, um, no matter the circumstance, everyone has been through um, a trauma and an ordeal, uh, waiting to see what the storm was going to do, um, the adrenaline rush of preparing and getting ready, whether we evacuate, whether we don't. So everyone has been through this emotional um, crisis in this past week, and each situation will be different. Um, the teachers and the parents and the students and the administrators, everyone's been impacted. And it's going to take um, everyone being gentle and wise and um, going slow. Um, no one can run on autopilot after a crisis like this. Um, Just driving to school is a difficult situation. Going to the grocery store, trying to figure out if you can get gasoline or not. All those things that we take for granted in everyday life right now are in upheaval. And so I think that's the most important thing to remember to start off is that everyone is going to need a measure of grace and gentleness to just um, be, be in this together and understand that how this is affecting each other. I imagine that means students remembering that their teachers are more than just Mr. Somebody who lives in their classroom, too. Yeah, I think that teachers can share that they have feelings, too, and that they understand that this has been a really difficult situation and that um, all of us have feelings. Feelings are a part of the healing process. Um, But getting back to school and getting focused on things that 
we know how to do and our routine can really help us to find a sense of normalcy and, and find a sense of how to move forward. It's the routines of life that sometimes bring us out of our worst crisis. And so as teachers can maybe open up in their classroom and say, you know, we've been through this difficult time, and it's good to see you, it's good to have you back, and for all of us to be reconnected, um, to speak words of hope and resilience, and then to say, we're going to focus today on school because we know how to be school, and this is the familiar, and so let's get our attention on that because there's been so much uncertainty over this past week um, that there'll be many students who are just so thankful to be back into something that feels familiar and routine to them. What about the whole idea of jumping right into the curriculum as opposed to taking the time to talk about the storm and the things that happened? Is it better to just do classwork or better to do something else? Well, I think there's a little bit of a balance here. And this is just my personal opinion, and I think experts might have differing opinions, but it's been based on my experience. I find that it's okay. Some students are going to want to come back in and share their stories right away. And I don't see anything wrong with opening with that, but I think teachers have to be very mindful. All adults have to be mindful. And if one student shares a story, it can also stir anxiety for others and um, so whoever initiates that or allows that needs to be wise and know that all the students um, are in different places emotionally with how they're processing their storms. Sometimes students have heard a lot of things on the news that may or may not even be true, and it fuels up a level of anxiety. So my suggestion has been to educators to not ignore the fact that we have all been through this crisis. Um, to certainly acknowledge it, and in some situations allow students to have a safe way to share those stories, but to be very mindful that we don't want to get bogged down there. We want to move as easily as we can into our routine of the day. You might consult with the school counselors on hand and ask them um, what their best suggestion is about that. Uh, there may be some students who have gone through some really significant trauma, and they may need to either be talk to individually by the teacher, by the counselor, somebody who can listen, and or those counselors may want to set up um, some small groups where students can really process out some of the changes that they're going through. Maybe some are living at grandma's house or living in apartments that are unusual for them or in different circumstances. So they may need some small group discussions outside the classroom um, and there may be other situations where um, those counselors might just prefer to go into each classroom and check on the students and just kind of see how things are going. But the classroom teacher, if she can spend that first week not pressing to jump ahead in her curriculum, but still getting kids back into the routine, we're so close to when the school began, that some students need to have an opportunity to review the material that was taught before the storm and to just get back into their routines and get focused again on other things. They're tired of hearing about the storm. They're restless. They've been sitting on pins and needles. Some of them are really ready to just 
let's focus on something I know how to do. What about something simple like homework? Because it may seem like that's part of getting into that routine, getting back to the usual, but some people might not have the ability to even do it, to have a place to do it. You are so right, Jeff. I am really not big on sending home homework at all in the midst of her tape recovery. Um, I just feel like families are taxed. They need some time to get back into the routine. Um, parents are trying to get back to work. They're, as I said, everything's disrupted. I don't even know what your traffic patterns are like right now or your grocery stores being stopped or gasoline. And the last thing they want to do is go and sit and have an argument with their child at the table that night about homework when that child is tired and emotionally weary. Everybody's not resting and sleeping the way they were before this all came about. And people are needing some family time, some connection, some time to just regroup and breathe, and then to get some good, healthy rest so that they have um, what they need for the next day. No one has much emotional reserve or physical reserve um, after a trauma and an emotional crisis like this. So it's real easy for everyone to get impatient, for nerves to get short, and people to snap. And so homework's one of those extra things that if we can avoid it, I really do think that it will be helpful for families to just regain their balance in the next couple weeks. Now, we have some families that have fully restored power. They really didn't experience much of a break except for that couple of hours of wind and rain. And we have others that are dealing with flooding, um, homes that have no electricity and so forth. At what point can we say or did you see from other storms that you went through that that it's time to just get moving? Because some people will be in different places than others, as you mentioned earlier. You're exactly right. And that's a hard one to call. Um, how to pace it, because everybody, even those that have the least amount of damage, can still have sometimes some um, and other kinds of issues that are going on, financial strain from the evacuation, um, other family members they're worried about that were in more devastating situations. It's really hard to judge, and each um, you don't want to get stuck and bogged down, and at the same time, you don't want to push too hard too fast. Um, I wish I had a clear answer or a formula that would help you with that. I don't have a clear answer. Just gonna, I think teachers are going to have to trust their heart and listen a lot um, for when it's too much and when they need to be, that it's okay, just that families are responding, everybody seems okay, and they're glad that the kids are back in school and they're actually glad you sent home a little extra reading that night or or something to do. Um and then you can maybe get a note from a parent that says, we're just undone. And the teachers are going to have to accommodate that and work with that family. On the other side of the equation, of course, is the teachers who have had stressful time as well in their own personal lives. Is there anything that students and parents should be aware of, <clears throat> excuse me, that students and parents should do in order to make sure that they're aware that their teachers are people too and that is there one piece of advice you could give them, parents and students? Well, I think that's a that's a really great insight because um, actually I spent my day this morning on the phone with somebody who is struggling um, as an educator. And I think that um, that's true. There are many teachers 
that are balancing um, getting their own families' lives put back together and that are trying to deal with um, the damage from the hurricane. And then they're thinking about work and taking care of the children that are in their care. And um, teachers have a great heart to serve and to care where they wouldn't be teachers. And so they're in a dilemma. So I think that if parents can acknowledge and ask um, classroom teachers, how did your family fare and is there anything we can do to be supportive to you? I think that's certainly a, um, uh, a gracious offer. I think that administrators um, need to be mindful that their faculty and staff is um, who are, is also going through this. Um, I had one school contact me actually from uh, Florida the uh, day before yesterday just mentioned that they were setting up a room um, well, in the faculty lounge, I guess. They're having some special snacks that they're planning on next week and some special special things for the faculty to let the faculty know that we're trying to care for them. Um, I know of a school that did some special gift cards for some of the faculty that were struggling in the aftermath of Harvey. And so I think that um, reaching out to those teachers if they can um, is a great thing. I think the teachers need to reach out to each other as well and know that we're all in this together and um, and it's hard. It's It just takes pulling together and sometimes we're emotionally spent and we need a chance to regroup um, and I think that's important. One of the schools that I know of in Houston has uh, actually the parents that were not as affected, some of the fathers volunteered to go in and um, help provide some additional security. And that was a great gesture because, um, you know, many schools rely upon uh, policemen to be extra security, and those policemen are busy with the recovery. First responders are out there doing what they need to be doing for the whole community. And so the fathers of this particular school offered to go in and help just be an extra sense of security around the campus. I thought that was a wonderful gesture. Seems like this is something that we're just going to have to overcome. We've had, you know, not very many storms as big as this one. And and your advice, which I found on Facebook, and I know a lot of other people did too, is really, really helpful. So thank you so much for sharing your ideas and thoughts with us because it's just going to make for an easier and quicker recovery. Well, I'm glad to share those um, ideas with you. If I can add um, one or two things for people to keep in mind, Jeff. One is that children are really resilient, but they need to know that adults are there and are listening, and they need to know that even adults struggle in situations like this. Um, We all have feelings, and we all go through them, but what we have to do is come out the other side, and we never give up, and we keep pressing forward. And there can be a lot of storms in life, even if they're not a hurricane or a month. There are other kinds of storms that sometimes we go through in our lives. And children have learned from watching. They learn from watching other, from watching adults. How do adults handle the storms of life? And I think that's what is the important thing is that. We're bringing along the generations behind us to show them how we navigate and how we navigate and hang on to the things that are of value, our love, our faith, our hope, our relationships. Those are the things that storms can 
um, can maybe shake, but really can't take away from us if we press forward. And um, so that's my prayer, is that, that the adults that are listening will remember that, that they are helping those kids know how to navigate um, situations like this. And to know that this doesn't just happen overnight. We don't just recover and by Christmas everything's going to be great. It, this is a process. It's um, not a sprint. It's a marathon, and it'll take some time. But I am praying that everything will go well for those that have been affected so deeply by Hurricane Irma and um, that some of this information will be helpful for them. And I so appreciate educators and what they do for the lives of children. Thank you so much for taking the time to talk with me. Have a, have a great rest of the day. You too, Jeff. And that's the end of our interview with Patty Ezel. Uh, we appreciate her talking with us, and we will be trying to reach out to other experts in the field of returning to school after a big storm and dealing with trauma throughout the rest of the week. If we reach them, and I hope we will, we will share that with you as soon as we can. If you want to participate in this conversation or any others that we've been having, visit our Facebook page, Tampa Bay Times Gradebook, and please continue to follow our blog for breaking news, which is picking up again, uh, tampabay.com slash gradebook. I'm reporter Jeff Solacek, and thank you again for listening.